0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing leaving the nest and setting up your own home. How do you know when you are ready?
1: Tina, would you like to answer first? Thanks, Amanda. Oh, this is a, an interesting question for me. I, I left... Um, my family's home when I was 16 to go to college so this is um I don't know that I was ready I was ready to go to college I know that um and I never went back home um when I graduated college I I just continued on that was just part of my nature of um being an adult so I don't I didn't have a a um a time when I really I I didn't really have much thought thought to it. It was just when you graduate high school, you go to college, you go to college and then you you get a job. So um, for me that that was not um, a question of whether or not I was ready. It was that I had been accepted to college and that's where I went. And after I graduated college, I got a job. So for for me to know when when you're ready, Um, I don't think it was a a thought process other than knowing that I was going off to college. Lynn, I'm sure you had a different, um, a different life experience.
2: You know, I think that for me, when I look at this, it's, I'm going to, you know, from a, the, the, it's the emotional milestone for everyone when you move out, regardless of the reason. And, and it's different for every person and for every situation. And, you know, from my perspective, there's, you know, a lot of practical. There are a number of practical considerations. Um, do you have the financial means to move to get yourself established, and more importantly, to maintain um, these new obligations? And I think that certainly, if you're move, if you're choosing to move out on your own, um, if you're going to college, it's going to it. The entire situation may well be different to your story Tina and I, I it's really threefold and and often people overlook um the ongoing uh, requirements especially um t- to maintain their own household um and it's far more about it, it's more than just being able to afford it um you need to think about your short-term and long-term financial stability when you you move out and you're on your own and 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 do you have a support network in place and how are you going to manage every aspect of your day-to-day living? If you think about every current task, um, how many of them are performed or augmented by your family or, or living partners? And this is covers this huge spectrum from the simplest things like grocery shopping to going through the mail, folding the laundry. And if those are all on you to to manage and do, you're going to be surprised at how much that time adds up um, when you're doing them on your own, and the same goes for the unexpected <laughs> and and a nonstop expenses that are going to occur. Um, it, it's that's life, and these things happen, and you have to be prepared and really put some thought into how you're going to manage, um, avoid being blindsided. Um, you know, so that those are things that I would definitely consider about you know, when you're ready. So, uh, Rachel, what about you? I mean, how are you taking this question?
3: Well, I, like Tina, moved out sort of for college, but I came back and lived with my parents during the break. And after I finished my master's, I spent a year living with my mom and other family members before moving out. So it changes and moving out for college is not moving out with a capital M and O. It's just kind of going somewhere else for a while, I suppose. But when you decide to actually move out, it is about being ready, and this varies from person to person and from culture to culture. So in our American culture, the idea is that once you reach is that once you reach adulthood, you move out of your parents' home. But in other cultures you live with them until you get married, or you live with them even after you get married, and you have children there, and you raise your children there and you live in a multi-generational home. So it is important to consider what makes sense for you culturally, emotionally, financially and in every other aspect. And when you move out, it depends on when you want to. So it depends on when you want that kind of freedom, the independence to live your life exactly the way you want to, perhaps without parental supervision. I mean, I know a lot of us really like the idea of building our own home, doing our own nesting, if you will, and decorating our own home the way that we want it. And that can be a major dream. But Lynn is right that there are a lot of logistics to cover, so as, much as, so as much as it depends on when you want to move out, it also depends on when you can move out, when you can afford the rent, the utilities, the groceries, the unexpected exp- expenses that Lynn was talking about. And it also, as Lynn also mentioned, it has to do with the responsibility and the maturity that you have. You have to be the one who's going to be taking out the trash, doing the laundry, paying the bills, talking to the neighbors to find someone to look out for your house when while you're on vacation, or whatever that may be, whatever it is that you need. There are a lot of things that go into taking care of a home, so this is a very complicated question to answer, and... I'm not even addressing the outside forces of perhaps needing to leave your parents' home to go to a job or your parents not being super jazzed about you living there anymore and are perhaps ready for their empty nest stage. Or, I mean, there are a multitude of possibilities. So this is a very complicated question and it's going to have to have a very complicated answer.
0: We've touched on this a little bit already, but what logistics do you need to consider and plan for? Rachel, what would you say?
3: Well, you're right. We have touched on these before. So obviously money is going to be something that you have to take care of. Rent, bills, everything else. You might want to consider the possibility of having a roommate. I mean, just because you're moving out of your parents' home doesn't mean you have to move into a place all by yourself. So consider a roommate to help you with the rent, if that might make sense for you. And you also need to make sure that you're capable of doing all the cooking and all the cleaning, at least for yourself and your new home. You have to understand the costs and logistics of decorating a new home, and you have to make sure that all this is going to suit you. And then there are things that are personal to you and not universal to everyone who's moving out. So I'm renting my own home at this point. And for me, when I was searching for a home, I knew that I really wanted to adopt a cat pretty quickly. And so, if it was me, and so for me, it was very important to find a place that would allow me to have a cat. And most of the places I looked at wouldn't let me have a cat. So this was a really major consideration for me. Uh, but having a pet was part of the logistics for me because it's something I really wanted. So I needed to have to have that in mind when I was searching for a home and then I had to plan my budget and my life around having a pet as well. And I think having a cat really helps, or a dog, or any pet, can really help ease feelings of loneliness. And for me, it makes my house feel much more like a home where I can settle. So there are big things and little things that you need to plan for, including transportation, fruit, including, ta- god damn it, including transportation to and from your job or school. And also looking around for gyms or restaurants or grocery stores, making sure that you know where things are and that you're in an area where you know you can feel comfortable. So those are just some of the many, many logistics you'll want to plan for. Tina, what more can you think of?
1: Well, Rachel, I think between you and Lynn, we've we've covered most of the logistics um, in the in the previous question. Um, logistics would be planning and what, what do you need to plan for and the basics obviously would be budget and uh, to your point, making sure that that uh, you have enough um, of money to be able to, to cover all that is is uh, involved with both Renting, or uh, I would imagine the first place would be renting. Um, so you've got first and last to think about. You have utilities to think about. You have um, transportation? How are you going to get from uh, where you live to where you work? Um, how how much time do you want to spend in in traveling? Uh, in in traveling time? Uh, how much money you're going to have for for to be able to budget to um, for food? Uh, and if to your point, if you have a, a pet, uh, you need to be able to find a place that's going to be able to to um, will accept a pet. And then what what other facilities do they have for for your pet? If you have a dog, is there a, a, a way for the dog to get in or out during the day? Um, those are all all things that go into setting up a household. And um, and and how do you do you have to to buy uh, plates and and kitchenware and sheets and bedding and all of all of that that, that takes place so it's a lot of planning um, but i think the very first thing that needs to be de- decided upon is what what your income looks like what that budget is and that's going to drive where you're looking for a place and and how you're getting to and from work and and all of the other and to your point too, Rachel some of the niceties that. uh, That that uh, maybe you'd like to have some flowers in the house every once in a while and and you you need to figure out how to how to set up a savings uh, in addition Lynn, what do you think.
2: Well, you know when I took this uh, question for the logistics. Uh, I really took it uh, literally. And um, to me, this is about a series of questions to identify and develop your plan. And the first big question is, how far are you moving? So, I mean, this is my taking it literally. What are the logistics for if you're going to move? Do you need to rent a U-Haul or a rider truck? Are you moving across the state or across the country? You know, how are you going to get there? Um, What do you need to bring with you? What will you be bringing? Um, and does it need to be there um, day one? You know, or can it arrive within a week or or so, two, three? You know, uh, and what happens if your things are delayed along the way? So this is, these are all there's all these options, and 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 what's it going to cost? Uh, we you guys have talked about that. You're and that's just not money; it's time. Um, and and who's going to help you? you've got to sort things, you've got to pack, you've got to physically move, you have to unpack. Um, and you know, all these things go into this bigger question about the logistics. Um, especially when you you do what I'm doing is taking it literally, um, you know, where are you going to live? Um, what do you know about the neighborhood? Um, what about your safety? Um, where will you park um, to unload, I mean, to just to, to day-to-day, um, to Tina's point, getting to your job? Um, you know, and, and when you are physically and you're in the process, of this logistics of moving, um, you know, what kind of difficulties might you encounter when you are unloading? Um, are there stairs, elevators, tight corners? These are all things that you need to think about. And, I mean, this is a really long list, so depending on how you took this question about the logistics, and if you're taking it literally like I did, I would recommend that you pick up one of the many workbooks that are available at your local bookstores, you know, to really tackle this head-on so that you're prepared for the big move.
0: How do you manage the emotional impact of moving out? Tina, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I think that um, from an emotional standpoint, you know, any any change can be emotional, and uh, distance from uh, from your loved ones and and your friends can can definitely be a time of, of of stress. I think that in order to manage that is to stay in communication, and my gosh, we have the best tools these days, with um, FaceTime on the. On the iPhones and uh, Skype, uh, to to be able to to be in communication and to be able to see people and, and talk with your friends, and I think that that's a one way of managing that is to is to have a regular time set up to to be to 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 do that FaceTime or to do that Skype call and to to be able to see each other. Um, if not, it, but if you're in the same town. I, I like the idea of, of getting together for, for lunch or dinner, or if you're still near your family, go home for dinner once in a while. I know some people that move out and they, they still go back and do their laundry when, they, uh, when, when it piles up. So uh, I think that there's many ways to, um, to manage that, that emotional. Uh, stress of of being in a in a new place, and most of that is surra- surrounds, being close with your family and your and your friends, keeping them cl- keeping them close, even though you may not be physically in the same town. Lynn, how about you?
2: Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said, and and I would like to add that you know have an unlimited calling plan, <laughs> you know, and and, 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 and unlimited yeah. Wi-Fi, so that you've got, um, you know, and, and in addition, you really want to you know pre-plan some activities, um, to get out, um, to see your friends and your family. Um, you know, Tina talked about that. Um, and if you're moving out alone, um, it, it, this is a huge change as, especially for the first time. And while you may think that you're going to love the tranquility of your alone time, I, it's going to pale quickly <laughs> and it can transform into loneliness if you're not proactive and so uh, having a good support network in place is critical it's key um friends and family you can call as tina said you know using everything that's available now with our technology of messaging and and facetime skype you know and, and actually seeing them you know um and if that that can only be via skype because you moved across the country or across the world you know there you go um but it's also important to make sure that you have someone who's available 24 seven. And what I mean by this is it's not just a single person. It can be different people who are available on at different times and different days, but you sort of have that mapped out so that you can reach out whenever you need some, someone to cheer you up. Um, or you just want to share something that's happened. You want to just talk, share some thoughts and, and it doesn't matter what day or time it is um, that you've got this sort of mapped out. So when it's your first big move, I mean, I think that's really important. And even if you have roommates, it's so important to have this support system and this sounding board in place. <laughs> because with new roommates, you're going to discover challenges you never imagined, including with BFFs you've known forever. Um, I certainly encountered that. Um <laughs> things that were completely out of my paradigm and, and surprised me. And it was like, okay, well now how do I, you know, face this new challenge and this dynamic and, um, and make adjustments. So I I think that in addition to all of these things that we've been talking about, when we're thinking about managing this emotional impact, it's important to familiarize yourself with your immediate area, um, because that's going to increase your level of, of comfort to know your, your way around. Um, look for some activities that you can join in, um, uh, things that you can participate in so that you can meet you know your neighbors and meet people who have like interests. And when you make new friends and at the same time you're keeping your old friends, it's gonna help you ease um, your into your new transition. Uh, Rachel, what are your thoughts on managing the emotional impact?
3: Well, both you, Lynn, and Tina, are right that moving out can have such a huge emotional impact, and I think you both touched on the loneliness of it. Even if you're living with a roommate, you might feel more alone than you used to just because you don't have that built-in support of the family, especially if you're actually pretty close to your family. So you have to take care of that. There's also a sense of helplessness that can arise. So for me, when I'm living on my own, I'm usually pretty good at taking care of myself, but sometimes just the thought of making dinner is just so exhausting, and I'm just like, why can't my mommy come and make me dinner? I mean, well, it's because she's not on the same continent, for one. But that's a feeling that I, that I have. And other times, it's not just something that I don't want to do, but it's something I feel like I can't do. This is a pretty benign example, but if there's a giant spider that I have to face down, That's a big deal because I'm terrified of spiders. So there can be that kind of helplessness. You're stuck alone and no one else is going to take care of the spider for you, but you don't know how to handle it. Those two things, loneliness and helplessness, can be some of the biggest emotional aspects of moving out. Lynn and Tina have both really tackled the loneliness aspect. As they said, having a support network, staying in contact with your family members, I mean as Lynn said, having an unlimited phone plan and data plan, so you can always call back and ask your parents or anyone else, how do I boil water again? I can't remember, or whatever other questions you might suddenly have um, when you're living on your own. I know I talked about having a pet before, but I do think that having a pet can be very helpful in keeping your mood lifted and making sure that you're not lonely. I mean, it certainly helps me. And I think getting to know your neighbors is also going to be very, very helpful. I know that, especially in cities and especially these days, we don't really like to engage with our neighbors, but it's really helpful to have gotten to know them. You'll have someone to talk to if you both happen to be outside in the hall or in the yard, depending on whether it's a house or an apartment, and you're going to need their help sometimes. I recently needed a ladder, and I did not have a ladder but I didn't know my neighbors who also actually didn't have a ladder, but they had a friend who had a ladder and they called him and had him bring the ladder over. And that was really helpful. So when I feel helpless in these kinds of situations and in that ladder story, it was my fire alarm that would not stop beeping at me and I couldn't reach it because I knew my neighbors. I wasn't powerless to fix it. Another important thing after you've moved out is to be kind to yourself this is a really, really big change with a lot of challenges that you've just never faced before. So you're going to feel exhausted sometimes. You're going to feel completely out of your depth and you're going to feel lonely. And these things are completely normal and not unique to you at all. So it's important to be kind to yourself and to remember that you're being really strong. So celebrate what you've managed to do and don't be afraid to ask for help. These all have been
0: such great insights, thank you. We have time for one more question and we have one from Danica in Juneau, Alaska. Danica asks, my parents have made it clear that they want me to move out within the next few months, but I don't feel emotionally ready or mature enough. What advice do you have?
2: Lynn, how would you answer Danica's question? Well, uh, Danica, I would tell them just that. Um, You need to have a heart to heart talk with them. You know ask them to be honest and share with you why they are feeling this way and you need to be willing to receive their input and and without taking it personally and 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 getting upset i mean you know they could have concerns that that you need to hear um and uh this is this is a big this is a big deal right so you know there are bound to be actions you can take to improve your living environment um and to create a plan for a transi- transition at a future date you know really I, danica i really feel you need to have this conversation with your parents and the sooner the better so rachel what are your thoughts
3: well danica this is something that's actually happened to me for me having that conversation It just didn't really feel like a possibility, but I think that Lynn is right, that trying to have that conversation is really very important. And I did sort of have it with my mom, but it was pretty clear to me that she was not, that that she just didn't want me to stay in her house anymore. And that was rough for me because I didn't feel emotionally ready, and I also certainly wasn't financially ready to be moving out. So the way I tackled this was by going to another family member, I had another family member who was not just willing, but excited to have me move in with her and her family. So that's exactly what I did. And that was a really good platform for me to build up my emotional and financial ability to move out on my own, which I did about a year later. But if moving in with another family member isn't a possibility for you, you might consider moving in with some roommates or some friends, and that can be a way to ease the transition both emotionally and financially, because you're at least all in it together. If you're in a situation like mine, where my mother just simply didn't want me to live there anymore, which is not saying anything bad about her, it meant that staying with her wasn't going to be a possibility for much longer, and it wasn't going to be pleasant for very long either. So if you're in a similar situation, you'll probably want to act fast. Tina, what would you like to add?
1: Well, my suggestion was was just that, Rachel, was um, in the event that that your your family has has made it very clear that they wouldn't like for you to to leave at least they've given you a few months to plan for it right they didn't haven't just kicked you to the curb um I, I, there seems to be there's probably a lot more to this conversation uh danica um and and perhaps as lynn said maybe your your family thinks that you are ready and and they're just trying to help give you that little push to to get the confidence but um in order to if if you are feeling that you're really not ready to to be on your own by yourself i i applaud rachel in uh, finding another uh, family member uh, or close friend that uh, that you may be able to um to spend some time with um and i would also encourage you to um to, to find a support network um, to uh, to to help you understand um, the the fear that you have of, of of moving out on your own it's a scary it's a, it's, a, it's a scary thing can be a scary thing can be very exciting as well um, but um, if you if you do have other family members with whom you can um, talk and and perhaps spend time with them as you as you gain your confidence. I think that that would be a, a nice safe way uh, to uh, to segue into that. And good luck, Danica.
0: Thank you, Lynn, Rachel and Tina for your excellent advice. I hope it will help Danica and others who are sure, who aren't sure they're ready to move out yet. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at join the conversation at Petite Queen.com.